You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Good morning, good morning, hockey fans. Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, a brand new Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty in Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices and storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week, including some really fun mini-sodes called After Skate, where Kaylee and I talk to the players and the coaches after practice, as well as Morning Skate on game days. So be sure to download that Odyssey app hit that auto download button so that you have all of those fun, new, exciting episodes just sitting there waiting for you and you are ready to listen. And you can also stream Pucks and Bolts on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Be sure to subscribe, excuse me guys, share with all of your friends and family and all hockey fans because hockey season's getting ready to pick up. So why not just share the love all around guys? I'm Casey Hudson joined by my lovely co-host Kaylee Mizell and it's time for us to get into a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts. Good morning, Kaylee. Good morning. Um, I wish that we were joining you guys on a, a little bit of a happier Tuesday um, yeah. with the lightning loss last night, but some lessons learned. And I think there's some mm-hmm. good things about the game, which we're going to get into. But Casey, it's Thanksgiving week. Um, hopefully a little bit more of a chill week. The lightning have the next two days off. They're actually going to practice on Thanksgiving before mm-hmm. they play on Friday. So yeah, I think it's it's uh, it's going to be kind of a chill, fun week. Casey, <laughs> I have I didn't do it on you. this show, but Pucks and Bolts fan, uh, Kaylee and I have another show together, Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, and I opened up the show calling myself Kaylee. So um, oh, we are true. on a off to a great start on this. Yeah, you've Tuesday got your coffee, your tea in your hand. Yep, I have my Good Morning Sunshine, sending sunshine to everybody. Aww. And um, I know what time zone it is. So we are doing great things so far. That's like, yeah, three out of three. Look at you. Yeah. That's a success <laughs> at this early in the morning. Um, Casey, I have a random question for you. Because it is Thanksgiving week, um, what's your what's your favorite Thanksgiving, like, food? Like, what? Because oh, yeah. there's so many different Thanksgiving is like a hodgepodge of food. Like, I don't know how we decided that like <laughs> cranberries and, and sweet potatoes and turkey and gravy and like croutons that are like seasoned <laughs> and heated up inside of a turkey. I don't understand how we like decided all of that goes together, but that's what we eat for Thanksgiving. And that was the consistent recipe. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite Thanksgiving uh, this is um this oh, is a loaded oh, oh, oh. question. Our our producer tells us <laughs> this is amazing. We have to draft our Thanksgiving plate. So you make a pick and then I'll make a pick. Okay. And then that's fantastic. And it's going to get weird because okay, that's fine. So my family does like 25% of an American Thanksgiving. Okay. And then what's yeah. the other 75%? The other 75% is like very Latin, okay. Irish, and Islander. We do a lot of cabbage incorporations. It's very okay. strange. Um, Can yeah, I come so to it, your Thanksgiving? That sounds interesting. Pack absolutely. me a plate. I'm going to pack you plates. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to pack you some plates of the pack non-American food that we do. So yeah. the most American thing that we that we do is the turkey. Um, so is that your then, first pick? 
Yeah, turkey's gonna be my first pick. <gasps> That's a pretty big blow because now I can't choose turkey. But I'm limited unless people don't unless people know what what's coming next in terms of my family's. Okay. Okay. Decorated. I'm gonna go dish. for something that's like a that, that everybody has to love this, but not everybody does it on Thanksgiving, which I'm not a fan of. Um, but I'm gonna go. Ooh, there's two things I could do. I gotta take it off the table. I can't let you take it. It's gotta be sweet potato casserole, the one with the marshmallows. Okay, so that's, we don't we don't make that. What? <laughs> that's so good. How do you I'm not? Sure, I'm Have sure. I've been it? to. <laughs> I've been to two American Thanksgivings. My ex boyfriends. Um, and I've tried it. It's I love the marshmallow part, but it's way different. So we do something. Um, the term for it is completely different, but basically it's like yams yeah um yeah, yeah but with like other like, other things yeah. in it besides marshmallows and stuff okay so it's, it's almost like layered it's like it's like a yam cake if you will oh well that you can't choose that anymore that's like that's your version it. of mine okay i won't choose it i won't choose it so okay. my next one yeah what do you is, got next? um okay this probably translates across the board we call it macaroni pie but it's basically macaroni macaroni and cheese it's basically that Okay. I almost went with that for my first pick. I was so close. I was very close to choosing. So now macaroni. I have turkey and macaroni. This sounds that's a good. pretty good. Gosh, that's that's pretty solid. Um. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know. But what other meat is there aside from turkey? Ham. Yeah. Do people do do people still do ham on Thanksgiving? That's an argument in this household. Oh yeah. So I spent a lot of years doing Thanksgiving with my family from Mississippi, like my mm -hmm. like Southern roots <laughs> family. And so we make gumbo on Thanksgiving. Oh, gumbo's delicious. And it is very good. And it's like a meal in and of itself. So I know that it's not like, like typical Thanksgiving, but we eat it. Yeah. So can, can I choose? Is that fair? Can I choose gumbo? Can we get Spencer? Absolutely. Type us, Spencer. Let us know. Is, is that a fair choice? Okay, gumbo. Gumbo. So I got right, sweet potato, potato casserole and gumbo, and gumbo as my uh, that that's on my plate for this Thanksgiving. All right. So this is where it's about to get weird because okay. the meats start to change for us. Um, we either do something called stew chicken and peas or oxtail. Ooh. Both of Oxtail those is way better than it sounds. That sounds really good. It's so good. It's it's so good. Um, so I'm gonna go with oxtail for my next one. A lot of meat on my Ooh, plate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, then, I mean, I can't. I gotta do something because gumbo's really Did we good. Do desserts yet? Maybe dessert um, will be our last pick. Okay. I have I've I've got opinions on desserts. Thanksgiving desserts. <laughs> we could do a whole draft just of Thanksgiving desserts. I've got opinions, man. Mine um, says pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I can't I have to I have to we've got to get some some more nobody's gonna be full eating my plate. No. Um <laughs> yeah, I gotta go ham. Because we need, I need some protein up in there. You got to get some extra protein. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we both have two proteins uh, and a little side, a little side some, stitch. Some carbs. Yeah. Oh, 
I like this dish, stuffing. <gasps> Dang it, Casey. <laughs> uh, so my family makes this like uh, Italian style stuffing with uh, Ooh, like with kind of spicy. Yeah, it's kind of spicy. It's like with oh. Italian sauce. It's so good. Dang right, it. I mean, oh, you're crushing me. You are crushing me. <laughs> my stomach is growling into the mic. I hope our producer can eliminate that. Okay. I'm um do we are we have like this pick and then one more pick? We can. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go wild here because really the best part of Thanksgiving is desserts. So I'm gonna choose my dessert early and I'm gonna okay. say um there's this thing that we have that's called husband's delight or icebox cake, depending on where you're from in the country. But essentially it's like a graham cracker. It's like a graham cracker nut crust. Okay. And then it's like a chocolate pudding. Well, on like one side is chocolate and one side is like either coconut or lemon. Oh my gosh. Um, I love like, coconut. like in the middle. And then on the top, it's like this like whipped cream type oh. thing. It's okay. like cool whip mixed with like some sugar and some I don't, it's it's amazing. It's my that favorite dessert. Amazing. I feel very strongly about it. Um <laughs> that is going to be uh, icebox dessert, husband's delight, whatever you want to call it. That's my uh I'm going to just skip right to desserts. Okay, well, I need to try that. Um Oh, yeah. We're going to do two desserts because I have two in mind. Oh, but then I would have three. Oh. Well, you prefer dessert on Thanksgiving. Nobody's I judging. Mean, I eat ice cream for dinner sometimes and call it adulting. Yeah. Cold stone is is a dinner in this household. (laughs) Our producer Uh, says it's your plate. Like, thank you for not sharing this. You're not sharing this plate. This is what you're sitting down with. Um, Okay, so I'm going to jump to dessert too. Pumpkin pie. It's if there's one okay. thing the most American about my family, it's it's the fight over pumpkin pie. And my middle sister will make sure we have like three pumpkin pies just in case anything happens to the first two. I don't get it, but she secures the pie. Okay. Just for like the fact that it like is a Thanksgiving thing. I know it's hit or miss. Some people have really strong feelings about this, but I'm going to oh. go pecan pie. P- oh, Okay. Yeah. yeah, big fan. Love. Don't pecan. say pecan, Casey. Nope. It's not. <laughs> it's pecan. <laughs> no, like we're gonna pecan. we're gonna enunciate correctly. It is a pecan. It Can is I not get a, a pecan for this one. Peaky pie. As, wouldn't that be the hockey version of a nickname for a pecan pie? <laughs> Peaky pie. No, oh, I'm gonna see if it sticks. I'm gonna post that all throughout Thanksgiving week. Peaky pie. Um. I actually like that. I I can't do hot fruit. So like I can eat oh, an like apple, apple pie, pie, but I have to eat around the chunks of apple. I more so do like the marmalade within the pie and then the crust. Okay. Yeah, because so hot is that going to be your choice? Instantly nauseous. No, I just felt like I'd throw that out there in case like hot fruit was coming up next. Oh. Okay. Um, my next one. So I said pumpkin pie. My my last one is something called rum cake. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Good choice. I'm going to go, we make this like um, lemon meringue pie my family always makes. Mm. It's fantastic. That's Um, very Southern, isn't it? Yes. My family on Thanksgiving can be very Southern. My dad is from Mississippi. He grew up on a farm. So uh, My godmother is from Tupelo, Mississippi. Oh, really? 
Yeah. <laughs> She's so, so funny. Small world. Okay. So Casey, that puts, we have to recap our plate. So I have mm-hmm. <clears throat> ham, gumbo, sweet potato casserole, uh, husband's delight. Cause then I went to desserts, husband's <laughs> delight, pecan pie and lemon meringue pie. It's a very All dessert right. heavy plate. Very again. I stand by I'm it. A fan, I stand I'm by a that, fan of that Dessert yeah. is always a good idea. I have turkey, uh, mac and cheese, oxtail, um, stuffing. Yep. Pumpkin pie and rum cake. Okay. I that's think a- we both have some pretty good – I mean, I think that's a good Thanksgiving. Yours is probably – with the turkey and the stuffing, those are probably two of my favorite Thanksgiving-type yeah. foods. And they're more <laughs> typical Thanksgiving. But more but, uh, but I think we both have a solid plate. We'll have to we'll have to exchange afterwards. Pucks and Bolts fans, you have to let us know what, what are you eating for Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving is kind of funny in the hockey world because there are not very many Americans – no. no, so they have to rely you, on like, one of the American like, guys on the team. Yeah, it's usually like <laughs> one person that will like host Thanksgiving and like make the big turkey and do the big thing. Yep. And then all the teammates come over to their house and, and hang out. So last year it was uh, Zach Bogosian hosted. Um, Didn't he make like a pig too or something? One year somebody roasted did. a he pig. He did something pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let us know, Pucks and Bolts fan. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Traditional uh, and non-traditional. If oh, you yeah, have that's great. Yeah, that's great. Traditional and non-traditional. That's a good one. Um, maybe we'll we'll hear from our producer after this on what his what his would be too, or what he maybe he'll, he'll rank our our plates. Ooh, Casey, let us yeah. know at the Let's end of the episode, rankings. Spencer. We're gonna put you on the spot. You've got to type in the chat. You have to rank our <laughs> our uh, our plates. Yeah, but with 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 good plates and bad plates and good news and bad news, I think that takes us into the breakout Mm -hmm. of this new Pucks and Bolts episode, hockey fans. Um, we've got good news in terms of guys that got healthy enough, uh, healthy enough to play versus the Bruins last night. But then we had a little surprise, Kaylee, by finding out that Ross Colton was listed as day to day with an upper body injury, and that was just kind of moments before puck drop that everybody found that out coach cooper didn't have much to say about it after the game but i would think that that was more the most daunting news within the breakout yeah i think it, it was it was a little confusing because i don't i don't know if if anybody specifically like remembered like when how did he get hurt what's happening yeah. but and and like you said it was right before game time it was like six o'clock when the notification mm-hmm. came through um that Ross Colton is out due to upper body injury. And we asked John Cooper after the game, how is Colton doing? And there wasn't really much of an answer from John Cooper. He, he, yeah. he kind of dismissed the question a little bit and said, you know, we'll, we'll have to see type thing. Um, right. So there's still, there's some question marks around what he's doing, how he's doing. I think in terms of good news, you know, we did see the return of Zach Bogosian. So that's, you know, just fantastic news to to note that he is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Sorelli, it seems like he's maybe getting close, getting closer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Cal Foot, Cole Kepke, and Nick Perbix were all out um, mm-hmm. in addition to Ross Colton. Cole Kepke and Nick per- 
Perbix, they were kind of late scratches right. um, in, in that game. They were listed on the game notes, so we kind of knew maybe in the morning that mm-hmm. they weren't going to, to be seen. Kepke is with an upper body injury listed as day-to-day and Perbix with a lower body injury listed as day-to-day. Um, and you know, I mean, maybe, maybe Casey, it's the case that these are some, these guys are, are a little bit younger and they're just wanting them to rest up. Yeah. Make sure that everything is good. Um, you know, bef- they don't want to get them too banged up in the season type thing. Um, Especially early on. but, but even still, I mean, uh, even with some of those other guys we mentioned, aside from Ross Colton, I don't know if there's like anything specific that I could point to that was like, oh yeah, this is when this person got hurt. Maybe it was just like something lingering is right. what I would have to imagine. Um, yeah. Cause I think because, when coaches like, oh, they're a little bit more sore still than we anticipated. Yeah. So I think when that happens, they rather just kind of protect them as you said. Yeah. And especially once now that you have a guy like Zach Bogosian back, you know, the fact that like you're not going with Perbix, like it, it's okay because you've mm-hmm. got BOGO back. Um, and right. So, um, yeah. And, and aside from that, I think that, that that's pretty much all of the, the news in the breakout Casey. Now it's, now it's time. Oh, wait, to- there oh. is one thing that I thought to mention. Um, it okay. just popped into my head. Yeah. Let's get, let's <laughs> As you were talking. Um, for anyone who lives in Tampa Bay, be sure to check out onbikes.com. Onbikes every single year. Um, they have anyone throughout the Tampa Bay area come together and piece together bikes to donate to, to you know, families and, and kids and anyone else. It's typically pretty big. Most of the fitness studios in the area get involved. But this year, it's Tampa Bay Lightning's Pat Maroon that will be hosting um, the on bikes donations as well as the event as well as the ride. So you can either just come and help piece together the bikes. You can bring your own bike and do the ride. Um, or you can go for the concert after at Curtis Hickson park. So just be sure to check that out on onbikes.com. If there's a way to donate or be involved in it, it's a really fun event. I did it with my spin studio for the past three years and I'll be doing it this year as well. So anyone that wants to see Pat Maroon and low cash, I think is the band that's performing after be sure to check that out. And tis the season to give back and be involved. Oh yeah, that's great. Thanks so much for mentioning that, Casey. Yeah, that's a it's a really cool thing. Um and um yeah, I'm so glad that that, that you mentioned that. Um well then kind of switching gears, getting into uh into some game action. So we yes. the last time we spoke to you guys was before the Nashville game. So mm-hmm. the Lightning since then went up to Nashville had a pretty decent game one in overtime on a Steven Stamkos goal, which uh, Kaylee called it. I called it, called it. <laughs> um, you called then, and respond. <laughs> well, maybe not all the time because last night was not as pretty of a game <laughs> um, taking on Boston. Uh, it started off pretty good and we're going to get into that, but, um, but eventually the bolts ended up losing five, three to, mm-hmm. to Boston, uh, Patrice Bergeron got his 1000th career point and, um, yeah. Boston cool sure went out him. there and celebrated. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, we asked, you know, we asked Nick Paul and, and John Cooper, um, they, they both gave him a lot of credit. They said, you know, this is a guy that, you know, we have a lot of respect for him. He's a, he's, you know, we've, we've heard nothing but good things about him. John Cooper even said, you know, I've gotten to to be able to get to know him over the last few years. Um, and you know, he's just a really good kid. And the fact that he's, he's playing at this level still 
is mm -hmm. very impressive. It's, it's a hard thing to do to, to get to Absolutely. that number. So, um, you know, obviously they weren't really happy with how they played. Uh, however, they did give credit where credit is due. And, and of course, congratulations to, to Bergeron for, for that milestone. It's a pretty big milestone. So absolutely want to give him, want to give him a shout out, but, uh, Casey, let's uh, let's quickly get into the Nashville game so that we can kind of talk about yeah. what, what what happened so last night. Um, Things, so, as you mentioned, were kicking off. Um, yeah, calling out Steven Stamkos and and Stammer responding. I think more importantly, the best thing here is that he's fully removed himself from the only PowerPoint goal uh, mm. category. And he just keeps racking up not only in the goal column, but in the assist column at crucial moments. So you and I did talk about what they needed to do in order to beat the Nashville Predators. And for starters, of course, I got a little nervous because they didn't open the scoring, which is something that I felt so passionate about. Like, you, you got to open the scoring or else. Um, but they were able to bounce back after the Predators opened the scoring there. And they're... Of course, it was Forsberg that did that, but their ability to continue to build off of their even strength performances is what's helping them the most here. And what I did like is that the pre the the pucks and bolts podcast before the last, Kaylee, you, you called out the first line. You said, "Hey, first line, where are you? I want to see a little bit more of you." Well, Nikita Kucherov is the one that leveled the score. Then he ends up with two other assists that night, besides his yep. one goal. So. Kucherov now leading heavily um, in the NHL with not goals, but assists and points. He's at 28 points leading into last night's game, <clears throat> excuse me, and 18 assists. So to have that kind of key conductor and when you asked for that first line to get more involved, I thought that that was important and very crucial to their win over the Nashville Predators who did try to load them up uh, physically and I think that they played a very disciplined game for the most part versus a team that could have caused them to be a lot more flustered. For sure. Um, that's, that's a fantastic point. And uh, yeah. And thanks for giving me a little bit of credit there. Yeah. Cause I did, I did, I called the line and I said, Hey, I want to see more from you. Uh, Nikita Kucherov gets that power play goal. Like you said, to even it up. I also really impressed by Alex Kalorn and, and you know, who's mm -hmm. been getting a little bit more in the assist column is Ian Cole. Uh, yes. We, he's been surprising. Yeah, we've seen a little bit more from him. He he's kind of a guy that you don't necessarily expect uh, a lot of points from, mm -hmm. but he's been he's been kind of sneaky in and uh, and getting his name in the assist column. Um, and he even got an, a goal the other day too. Yeah, um, I think for and, Yeah, exactly. And so mm -hmm. so uh, him and Alex Kalorn, because I think that. Alex Kalorn was maybe the assist on his goal. So it seems like they yeah. maybe have a little bit of, uh, uh, of working chemistry together. It, yeah. Some chemistry there going mm -hmm. on. Um, but yeah, really good to see that. I'm uh, glad you mentioned that too, because I think Calgary as well as Nashville, he was the leading defenseman with time on ice. Oh, potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Surpassing, uh, Mikhail Sergachev. So Which is the price is really building yeah. there for him and his role on this roster. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he had 19 um, minutes and 20 seconds um, on for t for time on ice. Yeah, Mikhail Sergachev had 25 minutes, so he still he, he still let. Well, Victor Hedman had 26 minutes, so 
uh, probably, I think Victor Hedman ended up leading that game, but yeah, not too far behind him is, is mm-hmm. Ian Cole with, with what they were able to do. Um, and just really good to see the, the, the team rally in, you know, in like away territory, like on, you know, enemy ice, go out there and rally in overtime. Um, you know, the fact that killer gets the goal to tie it up, mm-hmm. um, really gets going. And then, and then stammer delivers the overtime winner. Um, it was a fantastic game. And I, and I think it gave the bolts a lot of confidence coming into their game with Boston, a game Casey that they knew was going to be a very difficult game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they started correcting some of their mistakes. You know, you look at, um, you know, you look at some of the takeaways, the lightning had 18 takeaways. Maybe they didn't start correcting all their mistakes. They had 21 giveaways in that yeah, the game. Giveaway against, column was aggressive oof, uh, uh, against the, the predators. Um, so that was something that they wanted to work on when they were facing Boston. Um, it, w- it was a pretty big point of emphasis and Casey, let's, let's get into this Boston game. Um, yes. and, and let's start at the beginning of it because to start the lightning, had a fantastic period. period. Mm-hmm. The Bolts had nine shots. Boston had zero shots for like the first eight Early minutes. Early on. Of play. Boston didn't get their first shot towards the net until 8.25. Like mm-hmm. eight minutes and 25 seconds into the game. That was when Boston first got their first shot off. And at that point, yep. like I said, the, the Bolts had already had nine shots on net. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some one-on-ones. They had some breakaways. Hedman, Hedman had a pretty good one-on-one early on in the game. They had good looks. They were owning possession time. They were owning the puck. Yeah. They were winning face-offs. And they were playing in Boston's end almost mm-hmm. the entire first period. The defense was playing good. Um, and then they come out and they get a goal. Nick Paul comes out. That that second line comes out. Yeah, Steven Stampos and Alex Kalorn on the uh, assist um, at eight fifty seven. Nick Paul gets that goal, and and the the team is feeling good about themselves. Everything is going in the right direction. Um, they're they're really just owning the puck, owning the ice. Everything is moving forward how it should. Mm-hmm. Boston comes out. They score a goal. Um, you know, 15 minutes and 36 seconds into the game. Um, and, and it's, you know, you don't want to let that goal up, but it's like, you're like, okay, you know, that's fine. It's still a one, one game. Um, it gets towards, and we know how they manage ties. They've managed ties very well throughout the season. I mean, most of the time that that they just had, you know, against, against Nashville, they were able to come back. They were able to come back in overtime. So you're mm-hmm. feeling good about yourself as you know that this lightning team at the end of the first, you look at some of the stats the 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 lightning led in shots. um they led in faceoff percentage. um but they also, Casey, they still led in giveaways. They had nine yeah, giveaways nine. to Boston's just three giveaways in mm-hmm. that first period. but still overall, a really good first period. And in fact, yeah. Rob Zettler said this might've been our very best first period. So far. Casey. And even Pat. Really Maroon and Nick Paul. 
Yeah, yeah. Pat Morin and Nick Paul agreed on the first period as well as yeah. Coach Cooper, who we chatted yeah. with after the game. But something else, Kaylee, because you mentioned, you know, the fact that they were creating chances, that they almost mm -hmm. had some breakaways here. You know, another little statistic to throw out there for perspective is their O-zone time was at 4.08 and their D-zone time was at 3.11. So especially in the first six to eight minutes of the, of the period, they were very much uh, creating so much opportunity on the Bruin side of the ice, just shot after shot after shot. Their flow was good. The passing lanes were clean. Um, the communication was there. Something that Kaylee and I have talked about so much here on Pucks and Bolts. Um, but, you know, walking away, I think they had a, an advantage of 14 to 7 shots on goal, closing out the first period. And... 53.8% on face-offs and then 14 hits. They were also up there with hits versus a Boston Bruins. So on every element of their game, they were leading the Bruins in that entire first period. So something that we were all very excited about at the arena. We were like, here's they're yeah. setting the tone. This is this is a shoe-in. They're Great. teaching the top team in the Atlantic Division a cute lesson here. But yeah, especially uh, for for Boston, because Boston is such an offensive strong mm -hmm. team coming into this game their 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 point differential like the lightning's point differential was six boston's point differential was 37 i think coming into this game it's it was insane wild wild <laughs> how many points they score and what few points they allow on them and so mm -hmm. you're coming into this game after at the end of the first period and you're like that's one one that's not a big yep. deal like so nice. The Lightning are feeling good about themselves. Everything's fine. And then the second period happened. <laughs> and then the tilt. <laughs> and the, the tone just completely changed there because opening up the second period, they end up on a power play. Nick Paul mentioned, well, actually, Paul and Maroon mentioned the fact that there was just too many penalties. There was too many power play mm -hmm. opportunities afforded to the Bruins, who are an offensively strong team. Um, and then you've got, you know, the power play opportunity early in the second period there. And I think that was, did that come, didn't they close out the first with a four on four? Well, so they had a penalty kill at the end of the first for one minute. Yeah. And then at, so they had a one, so like at 19 minutes, they mm -hmm. got called for, uh, I think it was, I don't know, interference or something. Um, right. And so they had a, a, a penalty kill. Uh, Boston advantage, right? Then at time, so like at two, at like 20 minutes, right as time is is sounding for the first period, Boston gets uh, a penalty against them. So they open the second period with a four on four, and then they have a one minute of a power play. Um, and then, Kate, I mean, Casey, it started off pretty poorly. On the yeah. four on four, they didn't have good puck management. They weren't winning faceoffs. Um, they they weren't able to control Their anything. Completely changed in the second period. It, everything changed the mm -hmm. between the faceoffs and and that goes into controlling the puck and and chasing mm -hmm. the game. Um, during that first minute of a power play, they just had nothing. I mean, they were yeah. chasing the puck around. They were they were trying to defend more than they were able to to get anything near, near the net. And then five minutes in Boston gets this rebound goal and goes up to one. 
which can feel a little bit deflating, um, mm -hmm. you know, because there's, there's also, there's a significant amount. I mean, it's Thanksgiving week, Boston fans travel. Well, there's a decent amount of Boston fans who, Oh came my gosh. Down. Sometimes I was confused at what was happening on the ice by the yeah. cheering. I'm like, since when did all these Bostonians get to Tampa? Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of Boston fans at the game last night. And the guy who scored the power play goal, Foligno, he's becoming a rising star with this roster and team fans are becoming, you know, big supporters of him. Um, he didn't have, he, he had some hot streaks when he was with the Maple Leafs, but it feels like, again, right system, right coaching, right chemistry and lines changes the game. So Felino's doing some big things for the Bruins here. And um, I think in the announcement, they were like moments after stitching. So he looks like he's bouncing back off of an injury himself and having himself a heck of a season so far already. So he was the one on the power play goal that stung. Mm, yeah, exactly. And, and, and like you said, Felino, I mean, he was with, uh, the Columbus blue jackets. He was their captain for a really long mm -hmm. time. Right. Um, and, and he, he was the backbone of that team offensively and, um, yeah, he's a really, he's a really fantastic player. Um, and, um, yeah, it is working really well within this system, a veteran player there for Boston. Um, but then they continue on within, within like, 20 seconds of getting that goal KC that power play goal uh they or excuse me it's 30 seconds they mm -hmm. get another goal and it's and 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 it's just like what already stung it just makes it even worse because now you're not just down 2-1 now mm -hmm. you're down 3-1 to the Boston Bruins when a, the opponent gets to three goals He's been adamant about yes. and posting pressers about how three is too many. So you already know what that does to them uh, mentality wise and energy wise when the opponent hits three, uh, three goals. And it's crucial for coach Cooper that defensively. They don't let that happen. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things where it just, it really kind of sucks the wind out of your sails to, to, to start off. And, and within the first few minutes of the game, just, yeah. Um, yeah, with the first few minutes of the of the second period, within five minutes, uh, mm -hmm. the Lightning went from being tied to being down two goals. Um, and the and, Bruins got three goals in the second period, just to put in a perspective how life yeah. the arena became um, between really Felino Coyle did. and then Marshawn, which, yeah. you know, it was that uh, Marshawn goal that the 1,000th career point mm -hmm. was collected on. So yeah, just for, imagine for the atmosphere yeah. of Pucks and Bolts fans as, you know, there's the power play goal, then followed up by the quick uh, goal at Coyle, and then you got Marshawn, and then you got the celebration where all of the Bruin players come off the bench onto the ice. I had a friend text me, isn't that too many men on the ice penalty? Like, that, which, which lightened the mood for 10 seconds because I got a good laugh out of that, but they were yeah. on the ice for a very long time just celebrating and embracing um, Patrice there for his 1,000th career point. And I think that also is going to mess with you mentally as a lightning yeah. player. It's just, there was thing after thing after thing that kind of got them out of their mental focus. And the other thing that we heard a lot in, in post game between Pat Maroon, as well as uh, coach Cooper was, you know, mental mistakes was a key yep. part of this game or in this loss. Um, and that, mental mistakes lead into bad puck management and, you know, not setting up properly and not communicating and doing all the things that they focus so hard on, on their four game winning streak that they started to do so well. So yep. I think between, you know, a rough start to the second period, three goals being allowed in the, in the second period. And then that big celebration that was 
pretty extensive. It was a long time that they were just there on the ice. I mean, the video I have is over a minute long um, towards the end there. And then finally trying to pivot and get back into your game and your structure and bring, you know, life back to the game in the arena after such a dominating second period. And we've talked so much here on Pucks and Bolts about the importance of, you know, playing all three periods, but not letting up in the second. They went from letting up in the third period and giving away their leads to now completely, you know, giving up leads in the second period and playing catch up in the third there. So last night was a crucial example of what cannot happen anymore in the second period. Special teams, everything just kind of fell apart within the top of the second, like the entire second period. Yeah, it, it it was one of those things. And I asked, you know, is it the long change? Is it this, you know, like what, what, because this isn't the first time in the second period that this has happened to this team. And, you know, really what they, what they said kind of Casey, and it's kind of repeating what you said. They just said it came down to mental mistakes. It came down to turnovers. It came down to a lack of communication. It came down to, you know, giving the puck away. It came down to sloppy passes or mistakes or getting too not cute. capitalizing all of those things. Yeah. Having, having the puck on your stick and not shooting, not capitalizing. Like that's what it came down to. And a, and a lot of it, like they said, it, it was truly some mental mistakes there um, and, and just something that's really hard. I mean, when you end a period down four, one, mm-hmm. just super hard to come back and, and it's really deflating and frustrating, um, you know, for, for everybody involved, nobody wants to, to, to have a period like that, especially mm-hmm. after the way that you had your first period. And when we talked to John Cooper after the game, this is the way that he put it. He said, you know, the first period, we played our game. Mm-hmm. We played our structure. We played our style. We made them play our style. Yep. And we ended that period 1-1. And, and we were proud of that period. In the second period, they made us play their style. They pushed, they forced us into situations and, and forced us into these things. They capitalized on our mistakes. They had us pressing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And whenever you... I mean, whenever you give Boston control and whenever they are owning the ice, again, like they came in with a 37 37 point differential for a reason. Because not Mm -hmm. only are they good at scoring points and scoring goals, but they're also pretty good at defending them. Yeah. Um, So it, it, it really did kind of come down to the second period, the third period, you know, the lightning come out, they score two goals. They defend fairly well. They, they, they only get one goal uh, in. So it ends up being a five, three game. Um, mm-hmm. they, even with like the empty net stuff, like they were still able to defend pretty well. So it yeah. really comes down to that second period. And this isn't the first time that we're mentioning this. Um, but Casey, I do have to also mention that, that it was the first line again, all three guys yeah. in the first line, are negative three, uh, or, you know, at at minus three today, um, Mm -hmm. you know, after that game, because, because they were the guys on the ice a lot whenever, uh, Boston was able to score. And so that tells me like, you guys have to do better with four checking. You, you have to control the puck better. They are a part of the specific right there. There There are so many moments where they went to go past the, past the puck. Uh, there was multiple instances between, 
the, you know, Kucherov trying to do a backhanded pass to Hagel, Hagel kind of losing his balance. And there was a lot of falling in the middle of trying to receive and receive passes and give off passes. And in those moments is exactly when a Bruin player came by and capitalized and took over puck management. So the bad passing was a crucial part of it. And which obviously led to so many giveaways. You said that they mm. closed out the game with 21 giveaways. We thought it was ridiculous when they would close the game with like 17 giveaways or 15 giveaways, 21. You handed the game over in, 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 in one aspect specifically, and that's puck management. And yeah. that first line was surprising to see that happen because you've got one of the most, you got two of the most skilled puck possessive players on that line between Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov. And the passing was just not elite. No, that's the not- hardest part about it. Not at all, uh, and it and it's just something that has to get better um, because that line is talented, and whenever they are on, they're mm-hmm. able to really add a lot. I mean, um, but but they have to get. It's not just about defense and forechecking, but they have to control the puck better. Their puck management has to get better. Um, you know, especially before. Before this next game, which, like we said, the Lightning do have a few days off. They have a few days to, to kind of reconvene. They've got practice on Thursday on Thanksgiving. They'll mm-hmm. head up to the rink for for just a little bit, get uh get their legs moving. Um, Casey, should we do some cherry pickers before we go into uh, into and put Spencer on the spot, make him pick a or pick plate? Who's play cherry pickers? And then I've got about three positives from last night's game that. Okay. The- that Bolts fans can hang on to until we get ready to to um, match up with the St. Louis Blues coming up. So, who's your cherry picker? Are you going to uh, do two? Are you going to do Nashville and this game? No, I was just going to do one. I mean, I okay. could do Nashville. If it was Nashville, it would be a stammer. Um, yeah, I was going to say because you called it. <laughs> <laughs> but for this game, for the Boston game, the cherry picker uh, is Nick Paul. Um, he had a good game. He got those two goals. I talked to him after the game and, and asked him like, Hey, you know, I know that I know you guys didn't win. Does it feel good to, to, you know, kind of get your game going a little bit? And mm-hmm. he gave the typical hockey answer and said, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, it doesn't feel good. No, doesn't win. the team loses and yeah. I, and I want to win. Um, so uh, you know, hockey is a, is a team sport. And he said that, and, uh, you know, a humble guy there, but, but, but happy to see his team game starting to elevate, um, and, and for him to start, you know, finding the back playoff kind of early, which I is know. exciting. Yeah. I know somebody was asking like, why they asked John Cooper, like, why is Nick Paul like so offensively stout within your structure? And John Cooper was, he was kind of funny. He was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what he did in his previous spots, but I think whenever you pair him, he, he is a guy that can be offensively stout when you pair him with a guy like, uh, Alex Kalorn and, and Steven Stamkos, both mm-hmm. who are veterans, they see the ice well. Uh, yeah, he's going to play well. He's, he's a guy that and he's doing great at that center he's, position he's in some action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Nick Paul, that's my guy. Um, he is, he's my cherry picker for the game that the lightning lost to Boston. I'm going to take a, a little bit of a detour here. Okay. Good detour. I'm going to go with, um, I, Oh, I was torn here. I'm always torn, guys. Sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Vladdy. I'm gonna go with Nemestikov. And yeah, my reasoning for game. that is because his energy, his emotion, mm. um, 
I think he's very underestimated in terms of how much he's actually doing out there on the ice. He almost had a goal last night that got called back and he's that player. He's, he's strong two-way player. He's helpful on power play. He's helpful on BK on PK. He's just as equally good defensively as he is offensively. He's helped elevate the four checking game. He's kind of all over the ice. I just really like his style of game. I think that he hasn't found entirely his sweet spot yet, but it's getting there. And I've seen it build game upon game upon game. So if he would have gotten that goal last night and we saw in, in, in preseason, you know, preseason, he was finding the, the, the net really well um pairing with ross colton on a lot of those goals especially that hat trick that he had in the last preseason game and the only home preseason game that the bolts had this season so i'm expecting to see a lot more out of him but the passion that he plays with everywhere that he is on the ice he's helping his teammates out as much as possible whenever something happens he's not afraid to get chippy and lower his shoulder and get in there um so i'm gonna have to go with the mastikoff but then that takes me to the quick little pivot of some positives last night okay. because the other player that I wanted to choose was Rudolph Belsers because he got his first goal as a Tampa Bay lightning player. And yep. while the score was so unfavorable, it did bring a little bit of life back into the arena there for a moment. So again, big picture, Kaylee and I talk a lot on this show about, you know, peaking at the right time. Hockey is a long season. So when you start seeing these players for a guy like Belsers to come in, and I think this was a second game ever, um, with the Lightning, I think he got a little bit of playing time on Saturday versus the Preds to already be contributing offensively. That's a great sign because um, then it shows me that it's not going to take him that much longer to get acclimated and find a groove in this system and help add to the offensive tally. And that's what you need. So seeing that they have a little bit more depth, seeing that the rotation is going to come in nicely here and that a guy can come in and on his second game <laughs> as a bolt potentially contribute. That's that's a highlight for me. Bless you. Thank so, you. Uh, Rudolph Bolster is getting his first goal as a, as a lightning player. I think that's a big positive. Another positive would be that, um, Steven Stamkos notched an assist on the game opening goal to extend his point streak to five games. The assist was his 11th of the season and his 21st point. Uh, Alex Kalorn also picked up an assist for his ninth of the season. Killer now has a record, uh, record points in eight of his last 11 games. Uh, and then... There was one other one that I liked. Pat Maroon was credited with the lone assist. The assist was his third of the season. We're seeing a lot more passion out of Pat Maroon mm -hmm. um, and accountability. Even with the post-game stuff, he mentioned the fact that he could be clutching his stick a little bit better, and I think that goes back to um, capitalizing. When you've got the puck on your stick and there might be a chance there, take the shot, don't overpass. So there's so much accountability in this group. There's so much leadership in this group. We know that this is a Class A um, team and organization, and they always find a way to bounce back with such style as well. So a couple positives in, in the point column for Steven Samkos, Alex Kalorn, and uh, Rudolph Bolsters there getting his first tally as a Tampa Bay Lightning. And hopefully it's just the beginning of many, many points for him. And hopefully some guys healing up before they face off with the St. Louis Blues this Friday after Thanksgiving. Hopefully they don't have too much pig and turkey and ham and <laughs> things at whoever's hosting Kaylee and I will find out we on need them to be agile and on it yes we will find out and <laughs> we will bring you guys a mini episode of pucks and bolts after skate on Friday so like Casey mm -hmm. said at the top of the podcast be sure to download pucks and bolts and before I get too far into this I do have to put our our producer on the spot Spencer 
Who whose plate are you picking? Are you gonna go dessert? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's bring you in here. Everyone, there meet our is. producers, Spencer. With a fresh Spencer. haircut, guys. Yes, yes. It, it is, is a fresh haircut. Looking good <laughs> over there. Uh don't don't hate Spencer. He is a Red Wings fan, but oh, uh he is we got he does it. watch some of these lightning games and texts us and he gets excited about uh some of the other things going on. Spencer. Well, after careful consideration, okay. like both plates are solid for different reasons. Where like yeah. I was not expecting to hear oxtail, which I love oxtail. Um, I'm surprised but, that you knew what it was. I was yes, so excited it. about that. It's awesome. Like it's one of those things where like people either love it or they just don't mm -hmm. like it. But not yep. that it's bad. But but Kaylee came Man. in hot too with the gumbo. So uh, like, not that they gumbo. cancel each other out because I'm more of a fan of oxtail, but I love gumbo too. But I would say depth wise, I'm probably going Casey's plate. But if I had a sweet tooth that day, I'm definitely going Kaylee's plate. But like pound <laughs> for pound, I do like Casey's just a little bit more. I, I understand. Yay. He's got the turkey and but the stuffing. I, I do want to see pictures kind of, of each plate with this. Oh, on it, you guys. Yeah, okay. We'll that. send it out. Is that husband's us. delight or whatever you were talking about? That's oh. yes. That I need to know more about. For sure. Yeah. He's like that's like oh, that could change things. I could change my opinion once I see the play. <laughs> oh, okay. This is we're not fully decided yet. We can it's, still it's, sway, yeah. Spencer. <laughs> Kaylee's like, I've got a win in here. We do, especially because of the, what I heard for the husband's delight. I'm like, dang. It's fantastic. Um yeah. okay. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. Awesome. Spencer, thankful for you. you. You have a good Thanksgiving. And Pucks and Bolts fans, we hope that you guys have a good Thanksgiving as well. We're all thankful for you. And hopefully you get to enjoy some really good food with family and friends. Uh, Casey, thank you so much. Pucks and Bolts fans, you guys can listen wherever you find your podcast. But the best place to do it is the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app. Turn on the auto-download button. Anytime we have a new episode or a mini episode, the After Skate episodes, they will come right to your phone. And like I said, we are going to have an After Skate episode on Friday. So be sure to download the podcast and turn on the auto-download button. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us at Pucks and Bolts on Twitter. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at The Sports Case. That's K-A-S-E. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.